1: a very good morning to you. Welcome to the program this Sunday. It's Newsbreak Talk. I'm Taresh Hari Prashad, keeping you company today. Um, and today we're going to be focusing on a topic that you asked for. Um, and you've mentioned previously that you were unhappy about um, your electricity bill and the exorbitant rates that you have to pay, and you wanted some more clarity with regard to this and, and, and where you headed in the future with regard to your electricity. But it comes at a time when Parliament releases figures um, that show that electricity has Increased by 177% over the past 10 years. So, since 2010 to now, electricity has increased. The price of electricity, uh, the tariffs of electricity have increased by 177%. It's not in line with inflation. So, obviously, it means that you're paying a lot more. This has irked a lot of organizations, a lot of people, and um, we were brought, uh, we were told to um, look into this matter. As a matter of urgency, due to the fact that many of you wanted some sort of clarity with regard to where you stand with regard to your electricity bill, Um, also the African Democratic change uh, has also been lamenting this issue and they're calling on the public to take the issue head on and become part of widespread protests. The President of ADAC, Veswin Reddy, spoke to us about the issue.
2: We have learned the Reserve Bank has presented figures to Parliament and which we have also brought to the attention of the public that in the past 10 years, our electricity tariffs have gone up by 177%. Uh, and this means that we are paying way more than even inflation. And if you go to the average uh, household and those who are listening in right now on Lotus FM, they will all tell you that they're finding it extremely difficult to pay for their electricity bills at the end of the month. This is not only in Etiquini, but throughout the country. Uh, the irony of the whole thing is that our electricity uh, tariffs and electric- electricity uh, provision of supply is determined by ESCOM. The idea behind having a state-owned enterprise responsible for electricity provision is that the, the cost of electricity is brought right down to a minimum and it's affordable to everybody. At so what moment, do you
1: attribute then this, this, this mass increase of electricity over the past 10 years to?
2: Let me explain. Last year, in 2019, the, the uh, government had given the uh, given escom a bailout of 69 billion rands that's over and above the tariffs that we pay 69 billion rands and over uh, uh the past 10 years Eskom has um has come up with a debt okay and this is very important it's come up with a debt of uh 488 billion rands now i want to ask you a simple question How does a company, how does any entity uh, amass such a huge uh, uh, shortfall, such a debt uh, over such a long period and no alarm bells are ringing? If you're working in a company, if you're working in a factory, or even if you're a school teacher, and every year all your children are failing, are you not accountable for that? You work in a factory or the managers in a factory and they keep making losses every year. As soon as the losses are picked up, Isn't there some sort of intervention that's put in place and somebody is held accountable?
1: Yeah. So what do you suggest then that the public can do then to voice this outrage that you're speaking about?
2: A winning South Africa is a united South Africa. We need to get into the streets because the only language this government understands is the language of protest not the violent types of protests that we see. We are busy. Uh, be- we are beginning a campaign uh, of uh, protests that's taking place throughout the country. We're starting off with ticket demonstrations, then we want to go into marches, then we want to effectively shut down cities. We want to show these municipalities and the government the power that we have, that we put them there in the first place, and that they need to start engaging with us before making these poor decisions.
1: So that was Viswind Reddy from ADAC. They're talking about the issue of electricity tariffs and saying Eskom and the um, NAL administration there has had a major impact on it. Of course, Eskom, um, you know, was. Uh, w- Initially, government approved a 67 billion rand bailout over three years for them, which was reduced to 33 billion rand. Um, And this is also where Eskom finds itself with um, debt of over uh, 450 billion rand uh, currently. So this is the state of electricity in the country. I'd like to know... um, your thoughts with regard to this you can go ahead and talk to me about your electricity bill what are some of the challenges you're facing in that regard and uh, these exorbitant increases now as we understand it 177% uh, of an increase over the past 10 years what are your thoughts with regard to this um, and we just want to talk about that and we'll also give you an opportunity to have any queries that you may have about uh, your municipal bill and we could try and you know, identify some of those challenges and possibly take it further. I'm very fortunate to be joined on the line here by Dina governor He's representing Etikweni Elec- Electricity today. Dina, thank you for your time. It's good to have you on the program.
3: Thank you the um, I'm glad to um, glad to represent Etikweni uh, Electricity on, this, on your on your chat uh, chat show.
1: Yeah, most definitely, but I think, you know, when you look at the issue that over the past 10 years there's been 177% in electricity tariffs, uh, certainly not a good thing for the majority of South Africans and the residents of Itakwini.
3: Tanesh, um, uh, T- 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 whilst that's true, you know, South Africa still produces among the cheapest electricity in the world, and that's that's to date. But uh, so, you know, it's something that needs to be looked at and, and we need to transition uh, uh, from the current coal, uh, uh, coal generator electricity to, to more renewables. Um, I've just got messages right now from, um, from some uh, internal group chats that uh, coal has been confirmed, uh, sorry, solar has been confirmed to be cheaper than coal right now. So yes, mm-hmm. um, 10 years ago, um, the price of the government used to charge uh, 73 cents, including that for, for the unit of electricity. Currently we are paying two and nine cents, and uh, we can expect that to go up by a further 15 percent next year, uh, because Eskom has just won um, uh, a court battle with nurse granting, granting them uh, a recovery of about 69 billion grand over the next three years. So that's, that's going to put pressure on the tax uh, in the in future.
1: So this is no doubt definitely a very, very sad state of affairs for the South African, for the Itakwini resident who um, is facing increased economic pressure. I'm not even going to bring COVID-19 into the fold here when talking about it. Um, and you say a 15% increase in the year to come. Um, how do you make this calculation you know what goes into this determination that there would be an, a 15% electricity tariff increase?
3: Okay that 15% that 15% is actually based on um, uh, allowed uh, re- or revenue that was not allowed by NASA over the last 3 years. So you know uh, there was a court battle between NASA and escom um, and escom uh, the i court rule that escom uh, can, uh, can recover the sixty-nine billion rand over the next 3 years. So that is a major push for, uh, uh, for that 15% uh, increase next year. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, NERSA is actually appealing that decision by the I-Court, um, especially now as the post-COVID and our economy is in tatters. Um, South Africa simply cannot afford to uh, increase uh, that I. In the early years, 2007, 2009, um, you know, where most damage was done uh, because uh, ESCOM's tariffs were going up by 26 percent, 30 percent, 18 percent over the early years. Um, That has resulted in, you know, three times and and five times the the inflation at that point in time. And since then, the increase has always been a few percent above inflation. So, yes, you know, that, that, has, that has been our journey in the last 10 years, 10, 12 years, um, and, and there seems to be no respite in the next few years. Um, you know, with the shortage of power, et cetera, um, you know, Eskom has actually announced that we can expect load sharing to continue at least until September next year. So these are some of the challenges uh, that the industry is uh, experiencing. You know, um, the news has actually got a lot of um, uh, information about the, the issues at Eskom and why we are in the state we are. Um, Recently, the president actually um, announced that there will be 11,800 megawatts of new power being brought online in the the coming years. Uh, That's about just over a third of what the country needs in order to keep it uh, going in terms of electricity. So,
1: yeah. yeah. Dina, you know, I think uh, like you say, Nursa is in that battle now, right? And and I think what Nursa had uh, earlier determined was that um that Eskom's electricity tariff would increase by an average of five point twenty two percent uh next year. Um but you know, court orders are in place right now and that's li- you know, likely to we don't know where that's gonna go. So yeah. that's what Nursa is proposing and 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 uh, regulating. Um but you still say 15%, which is, you know, way above that 5.22% that Nasa is putting forward. Yeah. Um, how then are you able to confirm that there would be a 15% increase next year?
3: Well, the 5.2% uh, that you, you spoke about is, uh, is a multi-year price determination mechanism that um that Eskom uses and NASA uses as, as, basic, as well as the countries to give some sort of certainty to people as to what increases are going to be in the foreseeable future over the three year period. So um, according to that process, you know, the initial increase was five point two two, proposed increase was five point two two. But since this court battle and if uh if uh, um, if NASA has to go um, if Eskom has to go ahead with that uh, recovery of the sixty nine million Uh, 69 billion, sorry. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be 15%. So, you know, and, and there's an appeal happening at the moment uh, between, uh, NASA and the, and the courts. So if that appeal is one, then we'll probably go back to, you know, a few percent above inflation like it, like it was being proposed. Um, Sorry, so we just, it's going to be a wait and see uh, game as far as that is concerned.
1: And that's likely to come around by February next year, or are you anticipating further delays?
3: I, I think you know, the Eskom tariffs are normally settled by early March. You know, so we should know by early March, mid-March, as to what the proposed increases are going to be. Uh, that's when um, Nasa will we'll give the approvals uh, for for, uh, for the electricity uh, tariffs. So yeah, so we can expect you know in February, early March, uh, the um, the the announcement of the increase uh, that that will be effective first of April, from, from an Eskom perspective.
1: Eskom constantly criticised, and I think this emerges very strongly, um, you know, in 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 the public domain criticized for maladministration, poor administration of funds, poor administration of the energy grid itself, which is why you have debt, which is why you have um, applications of this nature to NASA for tariff increases, which is why you have applications for bailout to government and ultimately it's why you have load shedding. Um, so when you take this into account, what is your opinion and I think to be honest here, what is your opinion on the state of electricity in South Africa? The fact that, you know, there's been 177% over the Past ten years, there's a push for a 15 percent increase year on year to come into effect by April. Uh, your state of your understanding of the way electricity tariffs is managed in the South African context,
3: um, Tanesh, t- You know it's it's okay. Uh, going back as to why you know why there's a shortage of electricity and why such high prices for electricity. Uh, I, I think you know the key to that is that uh, we've got a um, fleet of very age, old and aging power stations that require more maintenance, uh, more water to run. Um, coal has become more expensive, etc. So all all of these things starts putting pressure on the price of electricity. If You're going to do more maintenance. If you're going to spend more money on coal, and and, and if the plants break down, uh, uh, you know, uh, on a regular basis, uh, we're going to have issues, right? So and. To, to meet the actual demand of the country, Eskimo started burning oil and gas in order to to make up that base load uh, at times. So, those you know using oil and gas are far more expensive than burning coal. So, that all of these things actually put the put the pressure on the price of electricity going up. Um, and, as mentioned, you know President uh, Ramaphosa <clears throat> in his 30th of March address. Uh, basically mentioned that, you know, is uh, going to make available 11,800 megawatts of electricity to come online in the next uh, five to ten years. But that will basically replace most of our aging plants. So hopefully we'll have a more reliable fleet uh, of power, st- uh, power stations uh, pro- providing power that will give us some sort of certainty. Um, so, yes, yeah, we- we- it's a rate and most of that will be renewable generation. Just to give you an idea, yeah, yeah. to 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 what the 11,800 uh, megawatts of new power is, is as I said, you know, the country uses an average of about 30,000 to 32,000 megawatts at, at, at any given time. So 11,800 is almost half of that will be re- will be replaced by new power, and it's a combination of different uh, forms of fuel uh, of of of, of um, Power, you know, some of it will be solar, some of it will be gas, some of it will be, and I think nuclear is also considered as part of that mix, of that energy mix. So yes, you know, um, so we can we can look forward to that, um, and and something that needs to be done, but that also costs money, and and the only way that Eskom can get these the money to do that is via the tariffs. So if they put the municipal tariffs up, you know, um, the municipality has got no option but to put up the uh, tariffs to its customers. So. Basically, that, that's the,
1: the value chain, you know? Yeah, yeah. Tina, I've I've r- really wanted you to explain that value chain, and, and therefore, you know, I listened intently there and allowed you to speak on it and, and explain to it so we understand, you know, where electricity finds itself and, and how, how much money is needed and why this tariff increases. Um, for the simple reason that I've been discussing this for the past 10 years, you know, we're always talking about aging infrastructure at Eskom, aging infrastructure at Various, um, you know, electrical uh, municipal electrical supply points. Um, you know, a lack of funding to invest. Uh, 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 you know, power stations that are defunct. The need for creating and building new power stations. It has been on the table for the past ten years. And when we talk about bailout, when we talk about the megawatts that President is going to be making available um, for for electricity consumption. I have to ask, you know, so many years later, where is it? Because we talk about it. We talk about the tariffs. We talk about the, the allocation that NASA allows, the bailouts that government gives. But you have to ask, where is it? Because at no point then is it lowering the electricity tariff or assisting the taxpayer to have a bit more of a comfortable electricity bill at the end of the month.
3: Yeah, <clears throat> You know, in, 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 uh, many years ago, uh, the building of Kusila, 10 years ago, the building of Kusila and Madupi, our two new flagship um, coal uh, generators, uh, uh, was supposed to come come online or they started uh, um, a building them. You know, that was dug by uh, long delays, uh, unreliable equipment, and they still. You know, um, they still have problems with it. You know, with the commissioning and and some of the units are working, but some of them are, are problematic. So there's there's some genuine issues with regards to those uh, two power stations that 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 was supposed to be the golden bullet to to sort our uh, um, our, our coal-fired power stations out that didn't happen. Uh, Kd didn't happen. Um, yeah, so you know. That's where we are at the moment. You know, I'm not going to go into what the reasons for why those things didn't pan uh, out the way that we wanted it to pan out, um, but that, that is why we know we're anywhere in the clear now than we were 10 years ago. You know, we've still got severe load shedding, we still got severe shortages. Um, our power stations are still generally unreliable. And hopefully in the next 5 to 10 years, we can start seeing that 11,800 megawatts of uh, of new bull coming online in an efficient, uh, timely manner. If, if that happens, then we should be in a far better position than we are today.
1: Yeah, yeah, Adina, I mean, you say that, and I think it's very honest of you, but... You know how then can you expect a public to pay a 15 percent in electricity tariff again um for a defunct product and i think that is the major issue that many south africans are raising um and and like you say i mean this is you know largely between the state between escom and ultimately NERSA and between there to regulate it all so uh, i think your job is basically to just dispense and and uh, provide the electricity to the municipal um taxpayer uh, so, you know, at points, uh, you, you just got to think, where is this conversation headed? Then if the powers that be, if everybody up there are just not really taking cognizance of the energy situation in the country, but it certainly is something um, that's very unfair on the taxpayer. I think it's, it, it's easy to call that. So let's go to some of the messages coming through on WhatsApp. Um, Dean, I think we should also... Um, What's coming through is a lot of uh, technical issues that I think you could help us with, you know, whether it is uh, SMS numbers or reading of meters. So I think that's also a very important point to look at now to just, you know, help the, uh, help the Itaquini resident then um, manage this already exorbitant uh, payment structure that they've got. And uh, I'll go to some voice notes first. Um, let's go to um, this one over here. Good afternoon.
0: Good day, Taresh. Uh, I would like to rena- remain anonymous. I come from a small local town called Greytown. And certain times the municipality system goes down. And what do they do is they estimate our accounts. Sometimes they're charging us a thousand rand extra instead of sorting out the system. That's very unfair in our section, on our side.
1: No, um, let's so try not do it case by case, Dina. If we're able to, let's see how that that system goes. Um, so, allegation so, in a great town is not an area that you specifically deal with. You deal with Itikwini. Um But is is that a thing where you know electricity bills are just estimated because the system is down and is not calculating it per kilowatt?
3: Yeah. Today, you know, else that I can't explain as to why uh, the situation in Greaton, but I can give you what we do here in Durban. Right, we read meters every three months. Right, we send somebody to physically out to your property to read meters. Right, Um, and the other two months we estimate the consumption based on your past history. Right, Um, sometimes that you know, when we do come in to read the meters, people are not at home during the day, etc. We try to set up appointments so that three months can you know, creep on to four or five months, sometimes even six months if you continuously have problems in, uh, uh, getting to, to the customer's uh, meter. Um, on the third month, on a, on a normal case, on a, every third month, we will go back and we'll reverse all the readings that we've estimated, right? And we'll build you on the actual consumption, right? So, so that, that is our normal method of, meter, of reading meters. Right, so so we will read it every three months, and we will reverse all your estimated readings, and we will do your actual readings because every third month we come in and we take on an actual reading, which records for the previous month as well. Right. so that's how Durban works. Now, people, some people have problems, like you know, especially if it's over an extended period of time. Like like we had COVID when everything was shut down for a period of six months, right, uh, and we only resumed reading meters again in June, June, July, right. The, because of the length of time of estimated readings, people's consumption tends to vary, and especially if you go into winter, we find out people are cooking more, warmer meals. They're having more cups of coffee, longer showers, etc. So all of those things add an impact on the bill. So winter, winter consumption or winter profiles does is generally higher than your summer profiles. But so people don't expect that, they don't uh, uh, are not aware of it, not cognizant of it, so they get. When, when, when we do the actual reading and we find out that the, the winter consumption has actually uh, impact on the bill and is higher than normal. So that's that basically what, that, what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dina, then very much with regard to what Mamsi Perumal is asking. She says, we live in a block of flats in Durban. We would like the guests to please tell us why our electricity meters haven't been read in the last eight months. It's being estimated every month.
3: Yes. Um, as I said, you know, COVID. As, uh, you know, our operations were suspended during COVID, uh, and, and it's taken us many months to to, uh, to recover from that. And we've, we're back to normal now. We are reading meters every three months. What I'd like to to actually uh, inform listeners as well is um, we've got a new meter reading uh, app, interactive map on on the um, on our website and also on social media, Facebook, Twitter, etc. If if our customers can kindly search for that. We, I think customers. What the map does basically does is there's six different regions that you can send your meter readings to, right? So if you go on the map and put your address in. It will take you. To, it will pop, open up an email with a populated email address. You put your meter reading, your meter number down there, and your contact details, and you send it automatically to us, and we will receive it and we will um, we will enter your meter reading. For you to try to avoid any estimated charges, you need to do it at least about. Three to five days before your bill date on your on your actual municipal bill, and then we can catch it and we will enter that meter reading in, so that you don't get any estimated charges at all. So, so that's something that we've we've actually you know um, introduced beginning of the year, and it seems to be quite popular, and uh, uh, you know people are tending to go to that. Phoning in to a contact center, and phoning in becomes a little bit of a uh, uh, an issue because if there's false if there's false acting uh, medium voltage. Uh, uh, Interruptions. you've got hundreds of customers all trying to reach our contact center at the same time. So that frustrates customers.
1: Yeah. So tell us a bit more about this app then. How does one access it? Where can you actually get it from?
3: As I mentioned, it's on our website. Right? If you go to www.derban.gov.za, you go into the electricity meter reading page, right? and, and that app is there. It's also available on Facebook and Twitter, um, so, so you can do it via that, uh, those means as well.
1: Uh, on that point, a question from Logan Mudley is, what is the formula that is used to calculate the estimates?
3: Okay, it's not... Okay, basically, uh, as I said, it looks at your your, your historical meter readings. Right? There's an element... Uh, I don't know the formula personally myself, but there's an element where it gives you uh, the, your, the most recent months are heavily weighted compared to six months ago, for example. So, you know, it, it's it's a formula that's programmed into the system that does the estimate.
1: Yeah, um, and I think you said it before, but let's just recap. Uh, I think Ranji in Kharteng is asking, meters are normally outside the gates. Can residents not take pictures of the meters?
3: Um, you can do that. You can attach a picture, a photograph of your meter and send it to, to us on the, using the same uh, interactive map uh, um, uh, email address. the We populate the email address for your relevant area and it will send it to us. That's an alternative you can be, be, we actually work with as well.
1: Yes, we're trying to get get through it. I mean, we started off our conversation today by talking about the basic price structure of electricity and tariff increases, uh, the battle between ESCOM government and NASA, and we're now trying to deal with more of your day-to-day issues with regard to it. Great to hear from Bina Ramdhari. Om Sai Ram, it's been a long time.
4: Om Sai Ram, We cannot compare the electricity with school children and with in a factory. The, the problem is... The illegal connection and all the innocent people as the whole community has to pay for the illegal connection. That is why it is raising so much. No other reason. Thank you, Bina Ramdari.
1: Thanks, Bina. Great to hear from you on that. Um, and that's an interesting point, isn't it? I, I, um, illegal connections. And this is uh, something that has come up from you know, time immemorial. What is the plan to try and address this? Many have spoken to us about the challenge that they have with regard to this and the fact that they feel specifically that they are, uh, you know, being billed for electricity they're not using.
3: Okay. Just to give you some some uh, um, background on, on uh, what, you know, what, uh, how much of electricity we're losing, we lose about 315 million rands worth of Stolen electricity a year, right? Um, That that's on our that's compared to our turnover 14 billion rand. So if you look at it, that amounts to about 4.5 percent of our um, uh, of our actual purchases. So we purchase roughly about nine billion rand worth of electricity every year, and we sell it for 14 billion rand to 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 almost 800,000 customers living in Durban. So. 350 million ren is a is a small percentage of it. It's, it's 4.5 uh, 5%. Um, so although we can see it, you know, we, we everywhere you turn, you're seeing electricity being stolen, illegal wires, et cetera, You know, we, the, the the occurrence is large, right? But the amount of electricity actually stolen is relatively small. Right? In saying that, it doesn't mean that we mustn't do anything about it. Right? We've got entire teams of contractors. We've got entire a department that goes out and removes illegal wires, etc. But no sooner than we remove it is it's back up again. So we can take it out in the morning. Before the afternoon is over, the, the illegal connection out. So it's, a, it's actually a losing battle. And it's bigger than just an electricity problem. It's more of a social problem. Because people do not have houses. You know, uh, and if you don't have houses, there's informal, uh, informal settlements uh, um, built erratically throughout the city. Right, built on private property, built on um, uh, flat plains, built on environmentally sensitive areas, both on servitudes. So, and in those instances, we cannot electrify. Right. so we do electrify informal settlements, right, and and put in meters and cabling, cetera, So people can get a level of of of, of uh, uh, energy or electricity in the homes. Right, but there's lots of them that we cannot uh, electrify because of dangers uh, to to the public.
1: And, and we have, we have well, you said it's a societal problem. It's a it's a government problem. And yes, I think this comes down to the issue of of human settlements, doesn't it? I'm um, going to ask you what sort of engagement then does the Etequie Electricity Department or the municipality itself have with? Um, Government in this regard, human settlements in this regard, to try and say, listen, um, you know, we've collated the amount of illegal connections, we've collated how much we're uh, providing electricity to those who are actually not even paying for it, because um, it's a big problem. Um, mm-hmm. How then do you get on top of the situation and address it with somebody, you know, somebody senior to your department and say, listen, please assist in trying to curb this? Okay. Uh,
3: tariff, you know, as I said, it, it's a huge, it's a huge problem and... and First of all, it's an affordability issue, right? Uh, so, and human settlements budgeted. Uh, I'm not sure what the target is for for, for uh, building houses for for the poor, and that's going to take another 40, 50 years, you know, b- before we can actually make any inroads, significant inroads in it. Uh, Durban is actually start building, uh, you know, at a rollout of about uh, houses of about 10,000 low cost uh, houses. So, so, you know. We follow that rollout wherever our is built, We will electrify. We will put putting services, et cetera But we've also, as as I mentioned, that we've actually put in uh, electricity, uh, started electrifying informal settlements, and our target has been like you know 15,000, 12,000. Sometimes we struggle with that as well, but that has been our annual target uh, to to get electricity to to every single household out there, and. Um, yeah, and, and as I said, you know, uh, people living in floodplains. Uh, last week there was a huge, massive protest in Durban. It, it was about houses, it was about electricity, it was about sanitation. You know, um, people are getting set up. You know, and, and and government cannot respond fast enough to the growing demand. And and there's also uh, migration towards towns and cities because of jobs. You know, people are moving from rural areas and outskirts to getting to cities and jobs uh, at cities and towns. To, um, to try and find uh, a job so that they can earn an income. And that creates a huge problem in terms of uh, you know uh, the, uh, the informal settlements growing uncontrollably as a matter of fact.
1: Yeah. So, so, oh, yeah. That's an interesting one, uh, baffles me and, and I, I just I wonder what your thoughts would be on this. Um, A message here from Anonymous, we have a property that isn't occupied, it's completely empty and yet we get a bill of approximately 3,000 rand every month. Uh, Whether estimated charges or a red meter, how do you get a bill for no usage? The municipality owes us nearly 10,000 rand but refuses to listen or address the matter. How do you get a bill for no usage of electricity if the property is vacant? If the property is vacant and there's nobody uh, living on the property, I
3: don't know how long it's vacant for, right, um, there, there will be estimated charges generated on the bill, right, until we do a meter reading. So so that should ideally take no more than three months, and we go in there and we find no movement on the meter, then obviously we, all that money is uh, raised as a credit to the customer's account. Um, if somebody else is t- tapping off electricity from the customer supply, um, you know, I, I, I don't know, that that's also possible, right? But uh, what I would suggest is that, that personally, there's no intention of uh, uh, moving back into the property in in, in, in a, you know in in the coming months. That they uh, they request that the uh, the termina- the that to be terminated, so that we will um, take off our system, so that you don't get burned. So so that can be organised as well.
1: Added to that would be the fact that in a municipal bill, it's also um, rates that are calculated, isn't it? So whether or not you're using electricity or not, you still have to pay for your municipal services. Oh yes, yes,
3: yes. Yeah, I, and that's a, that you actually bring up a very important point because people look at the bottom line on the municipal bill and then say, "Hey, this is electricity charges." You know, we need to go into that uh, into the bill and see which is the rates, which is the water, which is the, uh, the refuse, and which is the electricity amount. So, you know, that will bring some sort of clarity to the customer as to
1: what they're being built for. So interesting conversations here about electricity, and we are focusing on some of your local issues with regard to it. We've got a lot more to come through. We're speaking to Deanna Govinda, He's from the Itaquini Electricity Department. When we come back, we take more of your messages.
4: Family means being there for the ones you love giving them your time, your love, and of course, food. At Spa, we make that easier. We have all the services you need to pay bills or send and receive money. But more than that, we have all your essentials and products you really love at great prices every day. So you don't have to spend time running from one place to the next. You can get it all done for less at Spa. Spa, we're here for you so you can be there for your family.
2: DUT is one of the top five universities in South Africa, number 10 in the world for research citations and ranked in the top 500 universities on the planet. It's no wonder that DUT offers you a world-class, internationally recognized education. Applications for 2021 are now open. So apply via the Central Applications Office on cao.ac.za. Remember, applications close end November and closing dates may vary so please apply today. Visit dut.ac.ca DUT, Envision 2030 Improving lives and livelihoods.
0: According to the Cancer Association of South Africa, 1 in 25 women in South Africa are affected by breast cancer. While women over the age of 40 are more at risk for breast cancer, 7% of all breast cancer cases diagnosed occur in women under the age of 40. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and women are urged to regularly self-examine, have an annual mammogram from the age of 40. Some common breast cancer warning signs include a lump in the breast or armpit, bleeding from From the nipple, pain in the breast or nipple changes in the skin of the breast. While not all breast slumps indicate cancer, they should be investigated. Early screening and detection of breast cancer increases a woman's chances of survival. To beat breast cancer, more women need to make their breast health a priority.
2: Lotus at End. Share the experience.
1: It's a news break talk entering forth to a quarter to um, one here, and we've got Dina Gavinder, who's joining us from Itecweni Electricity, talking about a lot of issues. So um, yeah, I think pensioners are often aggrieved about this, and and what are these sorts of you know pensioner uh, concessions that are available from Itecweni Municipality with regard to a municipal bill? Okay,
3: Teresh, We've got uh, you know we've got a tariff design for the indigent. Uh, uh, people of Durban, you know, people that that, uh, that basically is, is earn in the region of about less than two times your old age uh, pension, right? Um, so you get the first 65 units free and you get the balance up to 150 at 1.36 compared to the 2.09 cents that everybody else pays. So that's the current free basic electricity uh, policy that we've got out. Right, we've also introduced, as of the 1st of July this year, we've introduced a new indigent policy, where a person will get a basket of services uh, free if, if, they, if they qualify. Right, and that includes water, sanitation, your uh, rates rebates, etc. So, um, you know, people in that category will, will, feel, will feel that they, they um, qualify for for the um, poverty relief uh, tariffs or rebates must make application to the municipality, right, there's a form that we fill in, um, and, and this, you'll get two years, basically you'll be given a, a free basket of services for a period of two years, and you're going to re-apply after every two years for it. So a social worker or, or, a, or a, a person from a staff member will come in and do an assessment at your, uh, on your property and uh, make a determination as to whether you qualify or not.
1: Because B. Naidu from Chalkross says I'm a pensioner and in light my bill is more than the pension I get so this is the only income I get so how do I survive? Uh, And he's talking about a prepaid box fitted. Um, How effective would would a solution like this be for a pensioner? Okay,
3: as I said, if a person uses an average of less than 150 units per month which was regarded as being the poverty level um, level a breakover point. Right, um, there was lots of research done many years ago. Uh, so, if he uses less than 150 units a month, he will definitely qualify for the free basic electricity portion, which is first 65 units free and the balance at 136 compared to the 2.9 cents. So, uh, so so that that is one system that is in place at the moment. And if he's got a prepaid meter, it's automatically given to him every month. There will be two tokens printed out every time he purchases, or so if he goes in to collect it. Right, and all you have to do is enter those tokens. The electricity charges on the prepaid meter and the normal credit meter, electromechanical credit meter, is exactly the same. The charge is 2 cents 09 uh, um, you know, so there's no difference between a prepaid and a credit meter. It's just that if you do apply for the um, uh, um, uh, free basic electricity, then we will automatically give you a, a prepaid meter, and then you can collect it every month. Well, once a month, you can collect your free basic portion. So so that's, that's in place at the moment. But um, as I said, there's a new policy out. We take the 1st of July this year. We uh, like customers that believe that they fall within that category of... Uh, uh, they will get a free basket of services from the municipality.
1: Yeah, because I think many pensioners are, l- are lamenting that because Yasmin Roy of Newcastle says, I have a prepaid meter and I buy electricity. Uh, Two years ago, I used to buy 500 rand, last year it was 1,000 rand, and now I'm buying 2,000 rands. It really has hit the pensioners badly. Um, Government should consider the poor and the pensioners. Um, And just a bit more on this, and a bit more of a broader perspective on it. Um, What level of um, consideration and engagement is had? to look at the possible state of the pensioner with regard to this. I know you say there's a basket of services and there's ways that you can apply for a, um, a rebate, uh, a reduced um, you know, uh, billing of um, electricity, but even that seems to be not enough. So from a broader perspective, is this something that the municipality takes into consideration that irrespective of what the... Global issue is with regard to electricity. At a point, it's not going to be affordable by the pensioner.
3: Uh, th- I you know, um, the you know, there's this new policy, intelligent policy that we've actually come up with, and you know, everybody will claim to be and um, you know, but there has to be a limit as, as to, you know, there has to be a. A limit as to how much, uh, you know, a, how we gauge affordability, right, and uh, the individual policy does that, and I'm saying it's based on total household income of two times the old age pension, so that, that being uh, that's been the guideline that's used in the past, right, and um, the new policy will basically uh, look at that, so if anybody's getting, you know, if you've got two Elderly uh, people living in the house in, that's collecting uh, uh, the pension, right? And if somebody, you know, if the son or the daughter is giving, supporting them, then they won't qualify for it, you know. So it's, it's a, it's a bit of a difficult situation, but but that's basically what the, um, what we've got in place at the moment, and and it makes it much more easier for, um, you know, for for um, for people to relief, to to receive some sort of relief.
1: Yeah and I think just to you know, reiterate the um the sentiment many uh, there's so many messages here that we have with regard to um it being so affordable um I just want to let you and the listeners know Itaquini is charging prepaid customers 30 cents more per kilowatt as compared to uh Post paid. I have written to consumer services for numerous occasions. Could you please advise on this? Is this correct that uh, customers are charged 30 cents more per kilowatt by Itagwini? Okay?
3: Absolutely not. If, it, if the customer has got a municipal meter, he will be paying 2.09 cents including that. So it's impossible that he's getting paid, charged more than that. But what we do add is that you know if a person is renting in in a uh, uh, in an outbuilding, for example the the main uh, the main owner or the, or the landlord will be getting bill, getting a municipal bill and he's paying two and nine cents and if he puts in a private meter a private prepayment meter to monitor the consumption of his tenant, right he's allowed to charge an admin fee for that service right. And the admin fee, I see, you know, has to be a reasonable admin fee. And, and I see most people, uh, you know, are charging about 6 to 8% for that service. So I know that is, that is allowed, right? So the 30 cents, you know, we're looking at, uh, at, uh, looking at uh, you know, nine cents is in the region of about 15%. That seems to be a little bit high and, and will be considered unreasonable for the landlord to charge.
1: So, mm. so, so we're trying it's, to, it's to go through your municipal bill here and look at various issues right now. I think the issue of the um, exorbitant increases of tariffs have been raised. Uh, of course, that is something that is being discussed and deliberated between Eskom government and NURSA. And we're just trying to find out how best um, you could deal with the issues that are creeping up in your bill. Let's go to some of the voice notes that have come through our way now. Mala Suk- uh, I think it's Mala Suknan.
0: I would like to purchase electricity direct from ESCOM because the people in living in the rural area are paying much less than the people staying in the city. And we need the government to put for us solar geysers so we won't have a problem in the winter time, because electricity is too expensive now.
1: Thank you, Mala. Let's go to uh, more voice notes that have come through. I'm going to take them all in a batch now. Uh, here's Ramba. Hello, Ramba.
0: Good afternoon, today. very good topic today to help the community. That's why I say y'all are good angels to bring the right person on the air to discuss our problems. During the lockdown, we really got locked down with a very heavy bill of 13,000, 14,000, 10,000. How are we to pay that bill when we wasn't getting the rent bill, they were not even taking the reading, they made it estimated reading, and now we are hit down down so badly. And plus you have to pay interest on that. You have to make an agreement to pay, and you pay interest, 400 rand for the whole year. Every month you gotta pay, where are we gonna get that money from? Now that our grant is getting stuck, that extra what they give us, how do we have to battle this thing out? Thank you, Thales, you have a good day, God bless you, we love you.
1: There you go, Ramba, talking about how challenging it is. Here's another voice note. Good afternoon.
0: Uh, good morning, Tarish. I need to find out. My name is Mana Pele, I need to find out. We buy prepaid electricity. Example: If you buy for three hundred rand's worth, you only get a hundred and forty three megawatts. Who do we speak to? Because I've been trying, and nobody could help me. Thank you.
1: Hmm, I think I think that was answered, but we'll touch on it again. A N Governor sent us a voice sir.
3: Good afternoon, Tharish. Sorry, I am back again. Some people are misleading us. Our electricity is not the cheapest in the world. India, with a population of over one billion, has no load shedding. I have relatives who I visit once a year in India. A family of fourteen pay one thousand five hundred rupees, which is equivalent to three hundred fifty rand a month with all the appliances that we have. We are paying to promote theft and corruption in South Africa. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Mr. Governor, for your sentiments today. Um, let's go to this voice note here.
3: Uh, Therese, uh, sorry to disturb you. I want to also know
0: something. Uh, I'm hearing this. people is giving fake news about uh, there's uh, water res- restrictions in Phoenix tomorrow for two is it happening yes or no so we uh, tell us so we can uh, keep the water
1: okay we'll just check up on that Uh, Dina, i wonder if you know i know you deal with electricity but any water restrictions planned for phoenix tomorrow
3: i know the Durban ice uh, um, uh, reservoir is going to be shut down from the 27th to the 28th for 24 hours to replace the valve um all these other uh, reservoirs will be pumped up to full capacity uh, before that uh, shutdown actually happens. So the municipality has been asking people to please conserve water for that day. Um, you know, um, but uh, if they don't foresee a, a problem, only for 24 hours. You know, it starts at, you know early in the morning and will finish early the next morning type of thing. So we don't foresee any problems with, uh, with the wa- complete water shut-ups. But we're asking people to conserve and use water sparingly for that day. Um, Therese, I don't know whether you want to give me an opportunity to, to,
1: to comment on some of the speakers. Yes, uh, please go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, the
3: price, price of electricity for Eskom customers and ET20 customers are almost the same. Right, all customers throughout South Africa, um, the, you know, um, the tariffs need to be approved by the, the National Energy Regulator of South Africa. So everybody submits that uh, to them um, at the, at the, mm-hmm. at, at the uh, end of the year for them to be uh, regulated. So everybody's approximately on the same level. So I'd, I'd just like to uh, point that out. The other thing about solar geasers, I want to encourage every single customer that can afford to put in a solar geyser or even a solar panel to, to actually do so and to actually try to consider going on to gas and, and the president said in his reconstruction and recovery post-COVID speech as well that uh, LPG gas, low-pressure gas you know, uh, needs to be used for cooking because it is it is cheaper now so if you want to reduce your, your energy bill solar diesels right uh, um, uh, and um, uh, Gas for cooking. You know, those are the two big consumers of electricity, so you'll cut down on your, your energy bill by, doing the, uh, by switching over. Uh, and then uh, Rambas talked about the um, large amount of um, uh, areas that she has. The new staff has recognized that COVID has affected people's employability and, and thus income during during the month of the lockdown. Right. And what the municipality has done is that we've offered an interest-free loan. So anybody coming, to, well, it's not actually a loan, but interest-free payment. If you come into us and make make arrangements to pay that debt uh, before December, the uh, end of December this year, right, um, we will sign up an agreement, a credit authority, where you give you an opportunity to pay it off, you know, over so many months or so, or uh, over a year, or whatever the affordability of the customer is. So so that's what the, the municipality has got into place in order to find how people pay out, you know, COVID related debt. Um, yeah, um I'm I'm trying to figure out what the third speaker um, had to say. Um
1: about the price of electricity being the cheapest. But I think l- let's just go on to this. I've, I've got a, a statement here from uh, the Itaquini Municipality, and they say there is a shutdown that will commence. But on the 27th of October, from around 5 to about 28th of October um, till 5 a.m., areas affected, they say, Phoenix and Mount Edgham. Uh I'm going to give you a number that you can just double check with this, right? Um, 080... 131 I'll repeat that. 080-131-3013. Alternatively, you can um, try this number. 073-148-3477. 073-148-3477 to query those uh, water shortages that are expected in the north of uh, Itikweni. So, yeah, a lot more messages. Also time to wrap up. So I'm going to try and go to them, uh, go through them as quick as possible. If I haven't gone through those, I'm so sorry. You can only imagine what the line is like here.
4: Today, Tadesh, I think one of the main concerns is that when our old pensioners go to a municipality, they are treated very badly. I think that... The municipalities should be giving or training leadership skills for their staff in order to treat people right and tell them the processes which will make this easy. As for example, we did not know about this package that was uh, put in place in July. But now that we are aware, we would now make sure that the old people get this um, free package.
1: Thank you so much. Glad we provided you with this information that you can actually use. Um, got so much here, guys. Uh, trying to go through it. Let's go to... i um, going to try and go through any more of the voice notes that have come through. Um, here's one here from, I think, this is Saroj.
4: Hi, Tirish. So sorry to trouble you and a very good afternoon to you. I'm Mrs. Naidoo. I just want to confirm what number has said. Number said that we have to pay 400 rands interest, but I don't know whether that's true because when I went to Etikwene, when my account was so high, I went to find out from them how this account came so high. They told me that during lockdown, we all were at home and we were using a lot of electricity and cooking and doing a lot of things during lockdown and they didn't do the reading so it was not our fault that they didn't do reading and also it when we had a number that we can send our reading to sms's but they don't have it anymore and we cannot send our uh, reading and now i heard my neighbor said last month she also paid saying uh, a account also came to six thousand and this month now it also came to six thousand, but when I went to query with them, they told me, "No, this month it will become lesser because they did the reading." And also, I didn't pay the six thousand uh, seven hundred. I paid three thousand and because I couldn't pay that seven hundred and Now they want me to pay it over the over the months. Every month three hundred rands, and 12, 312 rands per month. But the lady told me it's interest free. But I.
1: Listen, I do, uh, we'll have to leave it there. Time is just running out of it. But just quickly on what Mrs. Naidu was saying there, just to get at least something of hers uh, addressed. Um, the SMS line, is it still functional? Okay,
3: <clears throat> we've actually, as I said, we've moved over the meter reading to a uh, to an email um, uh, response because the SMS line was getting clogged up, right? So we recommend that the customers use the the meter reading app on the um, uh, on either Facebook, Twitter, or, or on the website. Uh, we recommend strongly recommend the use of those uh, electronic uh, communication. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, I think we've run out of time, as always is the case. There's so much to go through, so many individual issues and problems to go through. Thank you for your time for coming through to talk to us about it. Maybe a follow-up is needed.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, we'll, uh, to that. I'm open to that, Sadeesh. Uh, I just wanted to mention before we close off that that we've got a new um, uh, load-shedding schedule uh, that's on our website and also, uh, as I said, on, on social media as well. Uh, so if ESCOM does announce uh, load-shedding, um, you know, People, please be reminded that your load shedding schedules have been changed, right? And the new one is is in current, currently in effect.
1: Okay, I think that's important information. Dina Governor from Eteqweni Electricity. Thank you for your time. Um, just messages from Rambamurdi from Phoenix Shamila Maharaj, Savan, Peter Maritzberg, Mrs. Chetty, Scully from Phoenix Roshan Ram, Kisun, Vikesh and Ale sorry I wasn't able to get through all of them there's so many here, thank you for contributing and hopefully we could um, you know take, do that follow up sometime soon and, and take these concerns forward the broadcast came away courtesy of the team executive producer Salma Patel and Rachel Wadi from Meeta I'll talk to you soon and hey, have an awesome day
4: News break. Lotus FM powered by SABC News